0: So, they, they've been really yeah. sitting on mediocrity. Did I say mediocrity like I'm a, Cana- <laughs> like I'm a Canadian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mediocrity. That's what the Canes have been in <laughs> uh, for quite some time, save for that 2017 season when they won 10 games. And they probably should have won 11. That Arkansas State game got canceled. That's County. right. I forget about that. Yeah, everybody, uh-huh. forget, everybody forgets about that. Correct. Uh, some a little bit of uh, breaking news for degenerates out there, in case you're concerned about this. We just saw on the bottom line that Louisville's quarterback, Jawan Pass, is not going to be playing today's game against Western Kentucky. I believe they're playing that game in Nashville, on a, a neutral site. Okay. So right now the spread hasn't moved. It's still Louisville minus ten. And I'm just telling you that Louisville is not going to have their quarterback. They're going on their backup quarterback. So just just passing along information. Not saying you know you may take if you want to take Western Kentucky plus a ten points. Just passing along information as we come out. We're due here. We're uh, in the in the media and uh, we got a couple texts saying, wow. You guys aren't doing the Canes any favors in recruiting by criticizing it and Diaz. No wonder why recruiting isn't good because of the local media. First of all, bro, if if you think... The local media can sway that much in recruits. You got you. are in Fantasyland. Go listen. You're listening to the Fantasyland podcast.
1: <laughs> I agree.
0: <laughs> and, and and somebody says, "Come on, bro. Two games in, you want Manny gone? You haven't even seen his home recruits yet." Well, technically, he's had a hand. In the, he's been here for four years now. Mm-hmm. He he's had a hand in a lot of the recruits that are here today.
1: He does, but again, uh, I agree some with with that text. I just think it's too early. I agree. Yeah, it is it's too uh, yeah. early to
0: fire, him, but names should be brought up.
1: No, not even, not even. Now again, right. again, come what week seven, if if my math is correct, if the Hurricanes are two and four, then okay, now we have you know another topic of discussion. But I don't really think that's going to be the case. I mean, if they lose
0: to this Virginia Tech team at home, which, by the way, Furman is driving on Virginia Tech, trying to make it fourteen to three. They're up seven to three at yeah, the are. moment, but they're in the red zone in the in the second quarter.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I just think it's a little bit too early to start talking. To, I mean, what well, to even start talking about contingency
0: plans? Not even, not even a Josh Heupel from UCF. No, the UCF head coach. Nah, nah, it's too early. And that's that's number one on my list. By the way, <laughs> now obviously they, these are people that would take the job. Obviously, Ed Orgeron's not coming down to take the Miami job. Nick Saban is not coming down to take the Miami job. It's just not happening. These are realistic possibilities. Number two on the list, I mean, it has to be talked about in every single list, Butch Davis. I know he's had a rough start at FIU, but, I mean, when, when the Canes were in their heyday, it was both
1: Butch Davis. It was, but I think uh, that door has, has, it's closed, has yeah. closed and is, is not going to open back up for him. All right, all right, all right, all
0: right. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. How about can I interest you in a Ken Dorsey, who's a, who's the current offensive coordinator right now at the Buffalo Bills? Okay, maybe. And maybe he could bring in you as an offensive line coach. You are Romper.
1: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> there maybe you
0: go. Yeah, Okay. Okay. See. See. We're getting somewhere here. Now, I love Ken Dorsey. He's my, my same. My, arguably, no, 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 disrespect for Sean, but He's my favorite Hurricane. That's fine. Possibly, possibly ever. And That's fine. if Ken Dorsey were to come here and take the head coaching job and struggle, like we were going to look at Ken Dorsey differently than the glory days. And we're not, we're, the glory days of Ken Dorsey are going to not be remembered as, as if he comes down here and is not a good coach. And I wouldn't want that on Ken Dorsey. <laughs> and I could, how about I could introduce you with Mike Leach, Washington State head coach. They got a win last night at Houston.
1: Yeah, but I just think Mike Leach has it really, really good up there yeah. in Washington State. He does. You know, I don't really see him. I, I mean, at, at this point, he seems very content with where he's at in his life, and I just don't see uh, money or even having total control. Ooh. With, uh, oh. Yeah.
0: And Furman just got on the board again. They just ran in for a touchdown. Uh, oh. I guess I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, 14, yeah, you're right. You're right. 14, three So yep. okay. So let me well, ask you we, this: We, we got to speak it in Kane's language. Okay. It's thirteen to three, pending the extra point. Okay. Because the extra point's not guaranteed. I like that.
1: <laughs> now, do you think Virginia Tech fans are worried right oh, now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're talking about Manny. They're getting their their short list ready. They might want Frank Beamer back <laughs> to replace Justin Fuente. I mean, if they lose to Furman after the season they had last year, they're going to be one two. Yeah, they're doing the same. They're talking to Josh Heupel right now. I mean, it's it's a race for Josh Heupel at UCF. All right, but but Mike Leach, you know, hey Dan, could you get the the cut from? um, It's in there somewhere. But Mike Leach talking about aliens invading Area 51. Um,
1: But yeah, I just think Mike Leach is just. I think he's very content uh, where he's at. And again, I don't think any amount of money or having total control of a program is going to make him leave Washington State.
0: And uh, so yeah, this this, well, one of the reasons why he he won't leave. The other one, not that Uh one, but the, the, the the other the other clip. Uh, that that's uh, there. I think that's the one we want about him about the aliens. But uh, yeah, he uh he, he, he the, Area Fifty One. Uh-huh. They were uh that's a thing. And some why, Mike Leach is the only guy you can ask him about because he'll give you these these wacky <laughs> answers. And uh, this is why uh, Mike Leach is not going to take the Miami Hurricane job because he could say things like this. Do you think there's proof of alien
2: life there? I don't know. I think if there is proof of it, uh, if there is proof of it, um. If if there is proof of it, that would be a pretty good starting place to look, I would think. (laughs) What do you think about just
3: the idea of getting so many people together to storm? Kind of like a a team, like if you can do it,
2: get so many people to storm? Well, they ought to have Burning Man or something instead, just an an extra Burning Man or a concert (laughs) or something. Because, uh, you know, sitting there trying to go through barbed wire fence, well... You know, there's a bunch of aircraft uh, over the top of you or whatever. I mean, I don't think that'd be quite as much fun as uh, some of the alternatives uh, that you could have. But I mean, what what are we to assume? A hundred, uh, you know, ten thousand people are going to go start digging through warehouses. I, you know, and, and there, you know, I, I do think there is an end of days quality if we allow that type of thing to happen. Anyway, so.
0: Yeah, I don't know how the Miami media will react with, it. <laughs> with him. You know. I love it. I'm, yeah, I I, love I
1: do it too. too. I I'm, mean, because he uh, he he comes from uh, left field and he's not afraid to, uh, yeah. you know, be that way.
3: I'm kind of a quirky guy, and you kind of like that because you know nothing's gonna rattle him. He's not gonna listen to the media. He's gonna just do what he wants to do and just keep trucking. I think it's a good fit. Let's bring him on. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Listen. First off, I'm
1: laughing for people listening because I just can't believe we're having this conversation right now, two games in. But listen, we I'm not pla- saying fire. Man. I know, but again, I'm playing along with it. But I just still think it's it's way too early to even have, I think, a contingency right. plan in place.
0: All right, so so we could take Butch. But Davis. But you're ready though. You're ready. Sorry, I see that. But we, we for when we the first four names we could take Butch Davis uh-huh. off the list. Fair to say the doors closed. All right, I'll, I'll take Butch Davis okay. off the list. I'll be I'll be fair. But yeah, Josh Heupel. I might even move Mike Leach ahead of Ken Dorsey. You know, I, I think I'm, I think Mike Leach might maybe at the top, right by uh, Josh Heupel, and then then I get into some coordinators. But this, these coordinators, it's fifty fifty whether they okay. take the job because they're making a lot of money. Uh, first off, Brent Venables, defensive coordinator at, at Clemson, okay, but he's making two million a year as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, yes. Imagine what you have to pay him. I know they were able to give Mark Rick like four million uh-huh. to come to come over, but you know, I don't know if Brent Venables is going to leave the, the, that job. To take a head coaching job in Miami. I mean, yeah, I guess it could happen, but it's, it's making two million as a defensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, you know the one thing about I think you know coordinators that you have to take into consideration is if they're at a big time university and if that university is winning, it's going to be very very hard to lure them away from that program because again, I mean, you know everything is 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 set for them.
0: And say the same goes for this next guy uh, at LSU, Dave Aranda. He, but he, check this out, he's making $2.5 million to be the defensive coordinator for LSU, and he had a four-year... Ten million dollar deal, fully guaranteed as defensive coordinator Whoa. for LSU.
3: Hold on, Dan. Did you know about that? I can tell you for a fact that I know about that. Wow. Uh, I used to work for the LSU flagship station. Oh, okay. And he told me at one point he was extremely happy at LSU. He was making good money. He had started uh-huh. his family. He loved his life there, and that there was no place he'd rather be. Of course, that's coach talk. But he seemed <laughs> very, very satisfied in yeah. Baton Rouge. So we could take wow. him
0: off. We could take him off the list because that's not that's not happening. The Canes aren't going to be able to sway Dave Aranda. We got some LSU insight from that. From yeah. Day, I like that. Uh-huh. All right, Dave Aranda off the list. It just it just can't happen. Yeah, I we would love Dave Aranda. Just you know that that's that's just not gonna happen. Then next on the list. Okay, then I start you know messing around a little bit. Mark Richt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I next. Just, <laughs> next, <laughs> next man. Come ACC on ACC network guru and philosopher. That's what I have <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Okay, then I started getting a little ridiculous. Uh, Ed Reed, <laughs> D- DJ Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I got a couple serious guys in there. Uh-huh. Mike Norvell, Memphis head coach, but I don't know how that would go over down here. I mean, getting the head coach from Memphis to be the head coach of Miami. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and then okay, how about okay, You, you Mister LSU, uh, Dan Dan over there, Joe Brady, the LSU passing game coordinator, who's Joe Burrow's been lighting it up now with his new with Joe Brady. They got him from the Saints, I believe, uh-huh. and now Joe Burrow's like a Heisman candidate because of this guy. Yeah,
1: yes, he he's lighting
0: it up. And then, you know, then I, then I started getting into Bill Biedenbach, the Oklahoma co-offensive coordinator. If you look at Oklahoma, what they've done the past three years with their transfer quarterbacks, two Heismans in a row, two number one picks in, in a row, and maybe, I mean, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to go number one overall, but he, he could win the Heisman.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And then I started. And then, okay, I got a little more ridiculous again. Michael Irvin. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> uh,
1: oh man,
0: Dan Enos, <laughs> which is the <laughs> offensive coordinator. Of it. If you get to that many guys on the list, Dan Enos might be you know
3: next in line. That's your contingency plan right there. If something absolutely that falls is apart, true. yeah.
0: Danny, that's probably that would probably be it. It would be it would be Danny. And then okay, then I got a little bit more ridiculous. John Denny, because you know he's a lo- <laughs> the longstop for the time. <laughs> oh my god, he's not man. doing anything. He's not. He's not doing anything now. So we might as well see if it's John Denny. But and, the uh,
1: listen, but the question the question is about John Denny. I mean, does he need to do anything? I mean, the guy played in the NFL for what 14, 15 seasons. Yeah. I mean, at that point, listen, you can retire and just. Wake up at twelve noon every day. Yeah, I, you know? I
0: still feel it was disrespectful for what the Dolphins did with uh, John Denny, <laughs> bringing in some bro off the streets to be a long snapper. Have you seen a picture of this guy, Tabor? No, Beckham? I haven't. Uh-huh. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna do, okay. I'm gonna spin around and show you this picture. This is uh, somebody took uh, took a picture of uh, him uh-huh. from the program from the game this past Sunday, and this guy looks like a total like kegger. Like this, th- this guy is the guy that they replaced uh, John Denny with. It's gonna take me a while to scroll up there, a little bit but it, it's I, this is it's such disrespect. And John Denny, long time long stepper, he, he he fended off uh the 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 young kid, the young kid in yeah. camp. He thought he was safe, and then no, they were then they cut him and bring in uh this guy. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, I it may it may take a little longer to find it. Cuz John you. Denny
1: his first year for the Dolphins were I mean was what year? 2003 2005 2005, I think. okay. Wow, man, that's crazy. Jeez!
0: Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a it's it's been rough. I mean, for um, for John Denny. I mean, that that that's it's so disrespectful that they bring in this guy. I'm almost there. I swear, I'm almost there. Cause I'm cause I'm scored This this is all through my group text. Uh-huh. for me, Tobin, Leroy, and Beast, we, we have a lot of texts. You know you what tell. you can do?
1: You can just uh, go to the uh, in the upper right hand corner, and just kind of hit, I guess, the details, and then uh, it'll it'll bring up all the pictures that were sent. Uh, in that group. Uh, oh, that, uh, yeah, Oh, yeah. I, I got it. I got it. Yeah.
0: This guy, I'm going to show you. And uh, I know, I know, we're, I know, we're on radio here. Uh uh-huh. we'll, 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 well, maybe we could tweet this out. But this, and you can look it up. Google search Tabor Pepper, and uh, that's the that that guy is the new Dolphins <laughs> long snapper.
1: <laughs> yes, he does, man. He does. Hey, he, but he, you know what, though? I think we got so spoiled of John Denny because John Denny was a long snapper, but John Denny looked like a linebacker. Yeah, he played you know li- I mean? he played linebacker yeah. at BYU. You know oh, really? he was you know he was cut up. He was always in shape, and yeah, this guy looks like uh, some average Joe off the street.
0: Yeah, he, he looks like he was funneling with uh, Wolf Farrell in old school. <laughs> 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 oh, when it, when it hits the lips, it feels so good. <laughs> That's what this tape, the table pepper was doing. <laughs> and then he was trying to decide whether he wanted to go to the Bed Bath and Beyond, but he didn't know if he had enough time.
1: Bed Bath and Beyond.
0: <laughs> and, then, and then 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 he's going streaking through the quad, and he's wondering <laughs> if KFC is still open. But, all right, and uh, we, uh, then I got I got, I got into more ridiculousness with the short list. Uh, that was John Denny. And then I threw in Mike Shula. Was a, <laughs> and then he's the offensive coordinator for the Giants. He says, hey, maybe he deserves a second chance. And it's been a while since he coached Alabama. Yes. And I even threw in Dave Shula in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I lost. Then I threw in Leroy. Leroy Horde. And then that that was the end of the list right there. That's where yeah, I stopped. You're trolling now, yeah, man. No, you okay. are, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Canes, they're getting ready for Bethu cookman Um... Couple hours from now, about you know two two and a half hours from now, give or take a little bit more than that, when kickoff is underway, and uh, they should get a win tonight. Although the ACC so far against the FCS, they're losing both games. You got Georgia Tech losing seven to nothing to the Citadel, and Virginia Tech losing fourteen to three to Furman.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, no. <laughs> listen. It's just fal- shocking. Yeah, no, it <laughs> No, it is. No, listen. No. Well, they
0: are lining up for a field goal right now. It's a 50-yard attempt by Brian Johnson, the kicker. No way he makes this. No way he uh, makes Yeah. No for way the he right makes hash, it. the no. kick is up, and it is – oh, it hits the post, and no good. Again,
1: listen, I've, I've come to learn – I,
0: I think I was doing a legal play by play by I think I got Yeah, I, I,
1: Yeah, I think you were, but listen, <laughs> I, I've learned that anything over – what, 45 in college is, I think the percentages go extremely down for that field goal kicker to have a chance to make that kick.
0: Yeah, yeah cause, and that's another thing, you know, with these Canes fans, I know many people are upset about uh-huh. Bubba Baxter, the way and how he's, you know, missed some kicks for the first couple of games, but when you're relying so much on a kicker, especially a college kicker, like you're getting what you ask for. There may be like three college kickers that are good in this in, in this league.
1: There's... That is true.
0: Yeah, like I know LSU has this Cade York who's uh-huh. been lining it up, but LSU is like a kicker factory. That but, is true. Uh, but other than, other than them, like the, I mean, even Alabama. Uh-huh. Like the, the, did you see that miss at the end of the championship game Correct. against Georgia? Uh-huh. How bad the kicker missed to win the championship? Yes. And like people, they won the game anyway, so people mm-hmm. forget about that. But the college kickers—that's that's what they do.
1: No, I agree.
0: And I, I mean, I guess you, you can't uh, assume an extra point anymore uh, with, the Miami, with the Miami Hurricanes. Getting another extra point blocked.
1: But listen, I'm sorry. You know, that statistic is 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 true. But I still cannot, I guess, take the pressure off of them or take the pressure away from them. I think when you have one job and you take no, you no, know, but Bubba Backson yeah. has, has
0: been very erratic. He it, makes a 50 yarder <laughs> and you will miss a 25 yarder.
1: It be, because again, I mean, I've I've been around kickers and I watched them enough in practice to understand that they're kicking. You know a lot of balls a day in practice, you know what I mean? And when the game's on the line, you just you, you have to be relied upon. And I just knew for some reason when I saw his face on the sideline last week before that kick, I, I remember I was next door, and I was talking to uh, – Me? Uh, yes, Dan and uh, Vlad, and I think someone someone else may have been in there. Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. I'm saying to myself, there's no way he's making this kick because I just saw the yeah, look, of just like nervous. Heavily. Yes. Yeah. yeah, listen, I saw it on the sideline. Almost like he didn't want to be placed in that moment. And anytime you have a kicker that doesn't want to be placed in that moment, he's not going to make that kick. No shot. So I knew. I, I listen, I was like no shot he makes this kick. I just knew it. I
3: vouch for it. You said it a minute in advance. Yeah. I
1: said I, I I said no shot, man, because I could just tell by the look on his face that he didn't that he didn't want to be placed, placed into that moment
0: somebody uh somebody's not having it that I'm comparing Miami to Maryland he, he's, um, which by the way I mean uh, 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 let's be honest how, how much different really uh, Maryland throws the occasional 2 and ten up there I understand but outside of the uh, out of the past 10 15 years Miami Maryland you know not that much different last year Maryland five at seven
1: well okay I get what you are saying but I do think Miami is always going to have better athletes they're
0: than Maryland. Maryland.
1: Yes, correct. But the fact
0: that we're even co- talking about this, I mean, yes, Miami mm-hmm. is going to have the fours and the five-star recruits that Maryland doesn't have, but the fact that, you know, they, they went 7-6 and six last year, they're already 0-2 to start this year, that's a problem. No, it is. And the fact that we, they we're even talking about, Mar- are we sure that if they played Maryland tomorrow, that they're going to win Maryland? I don't know. And even though Maryland right now, I think they're losing to Temple. They were down 7-2 to two last I saw. I'll do a refresh here. And, uh, and they have been pounding people. Uh, they've, I mean, they pounded Howard. That doesn't count. But then they pounded Syracuse. Yeah, they're still down seven to two. And so it's it's fair it's fair comparison. Yeah, Miami is better football team mm-hmm. than Maryland. But as far as a job is concerned, getting getting a head coach from Maryland to take the head coaching job at Miami, it's honestly
3: about the same. Both are great places to live too. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: And so look, I mean, the Maryland has I see fives and sixes. I see I see a nine and four. I see a couple nine. And, I see an eight and five couple 2-10s. That's maybe the, mm. the big difference is that Miami's not going to go
1: 2-10. But let me ask you this, though. Going back to the the entire Manny Diaz conversation. Wow, that kid has to catch that. But going back to the whole entire I
0: don't know. He's saying that kid has to catch that. It's not, it's not really play-by-play. Yeah.
1: No, okay, so for the listeners, the quarterback from Furman just threw a nice dime to uh, yeah. the wide receiver from uh, from Furman. Oh, yeah, he, he just, does got to catch that. Yeah, he, he just missed it. I mean, the, the quarterback threw it, I think, in between two, def- two Virginia Tech defenders. Too, yeah, yeah, on the run, yeah. But going back to the Manny Diaz you know, conversation that I guess we've been having the past two segments, don't you feel as if no matter what happens that he needs – time to I guess just really change the culture and it really well, I, yes I he, to get kids to buy it because I because I, I feel like this the reason why in my opinion and and I, I brought this up many a times and talking to Hurricane fans and even talking to the voice of uh the Hurricanes Joe uh, and I said you know at the end of the day the reason why I think Miami has been so dismal on offense you know throughout the Al Golden era and moving on after Al Golden and, you know, you move into the Mark Richt era. It's just because I don't think there's been any consistency at that coordinator position. And I would like for, you know, a head coach to come in, you know, whoever it was before Manny got the job. And I said, you know, I just want a coordinator to come in and at least be here for let's say three or four years. So, you know, he can develop, you know, that quarterback and then develop another quarterback after him. Because I feel like the reason, You know, a lot of these schools like Clemson and I think Alabama may be out of the norm because Nick Saban, he turns over coordinators, you know, almost every year. But one thing Nick Saban has done, he's established a a foundation. But I just feel like no foundation has really been set or established at the University of Miami to where we like we have a revolving door at coordinators to where we can't really. I guess you know get one to work with the kid for you know three or four years and then pass that because they're they're always leaving or the the head coach is always getting fired. I
0: I, I, ideally if if Manny Diaz had a better approach about this we could we could be a little more patient and give him time. But when Manny Diaz was out there hyping up the world uh-huh. like the uh, the swag the you you got the turnover change the touchdown rings when he's doing all that and you know the gif every uh-huh. time there's a transfer portal or a recruit and he's showing up to the wharf uh-huh. on a boat and look at me manny diaz but you know when what you're though? doing all that you kind of lose the patience but you
1: Some know way. what though i think another reason why he did that because you know he knew that he had to try to get as many recruits as possible because i think once mark rick left a lot of recruits were like, "Uh, I don't know if I want to go to Miami now." So I think he was more like trying to scramble and trying to get, I guess, or keep the kids that were already, I guess, on the like on the wire of, "Okay, what should I do now?" You know, he was trying to keep them, I guess, in house. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, so far it's been all flash, but no, you know. Not, no, no, nothing of any substance. But somebody, t- I'll read this text, and then we'll go to break. But somebody says, "Compare Miami to Maryland is completely a totally disrespectful to the Terrapids
1: Of course, post lots of pictures.
0: Follow the ticket now on Instagram. Man, I done got money everywhere,
1: but particularly at Turnpike South. It's been a, a blessing to you.
0: Compare Miami to Maryland is completely a totally disrespectful and the to the I terrapids. That was from a texter. That wasn't from me. I was reading a text.
1: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, man, shout out to uh, Dan Day, man, behind the glass. Yeah, amazing stuff. Dan is, uh, I'm getting it, Dan. You are uh, all of Miami this this afternoon, except for the opener. You know, I think the opener, you took it back to uh, New Orleans for
3: you. I was just trying to let everybody know you guys are fly. Okay, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But should it be some sort of omen if we're sitting here at the Citadel? and the Citadel pulls off a massive upset over Georgia Tech.
1: Well, <laughs> think about this. The Citadel the Citadel and uh Furman over Virginia Tech. Yeah, both I mean both yeah. of them are,
0: by the way uh, Furman is up 14 to 3 at the half. And there's Mark Rick breaking it down. I would really love to see what he's saying there. Just I know I could pull out my Tunity app. <laughs> ah yes, you put me on that. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. I told you about it. Correct. That. For those you of you that don't know about the Tunity app, if you're amazing ever, app if you're stuck in a position where you have TVs with no sound, you just pull up the Tunity app and then scan the TV and it'll funnel the sound from that channel through your phone.
1: But by the way, first and foremost, you have to be uh on Wi Fi of
0: some sort. Yes, yes, of course. Correct. Uh-huh. But
1: Eight. you are correct, Robbie.
0: And by the way, it looks at the si- Oh, so the Citadel was a third and 21. They just gained like 10 yards, but I just saw a flag. I wonder if uh, I guess I, I – don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was borderline, even though it was after the play it happened. It wasn't live play by play, but it looks like the referees are discussing. I'm curious to see what this penalty is, if it gives Citadel a first down.
1: You know what's funny? So we have that sign, uh excuse me, we have that sound bite. Of Brian Flores, and I think that was at the combine when they yeah. asked him about tanking. Correct. Do you think he feels the same way now than how he felt back in that was what February? That was like March. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like like I would say late February. Because, yeah, late February. Yeah. Because clearly, I mean, from the way the roster has been constructed with so much youth and so much inexperience, I mean, it. I mean, all signs are pointing towards tanking. Correct.
0: I mean, I mean, ask Flores himself. Like he said this back in February, and to ask if he still feels the same way, I think the answer is uh, yes. Uh, I guess I, I don't know. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Especially after fifty-nine to ten. Yeah. Um, and man, I, I, Rashad. Everyone thinks not everyone, but there are some people that think this tank is according is going according to plan. Uh-huh. That they're everything's going to get fixed when they draft a Tua Correct. next year with the first overall pick, and they have. Eight picks in the first and second round in the mm-hmm. next two years, Correct. the next two drafts, and uh, I, I thought, you know, I, that was, I thought the Tunsil trade—you know, I could be sold in the Tunsil trade, getting the two number ones and a mm-hmm. second round pick. And now there is talks about Minka wanting out. Correct. And I don't know if the Dolphins are going to give him away for uh, being a second or third round mm-hmm. pick. It's just that they just drafted him in the first yeah. round. He's played seventeen games.
1: You know, here is my problem with the entire tank rebuild, whatever you want to call it, is I just don't think there has been any transparency between Brian Flores and the players. Now, I know that Brian Flores is never going to come out to the media and just admit to, yes, you know, we have poorly constructed this roster and technically we are tanking. I mean, he's not supposed to do that. But I think as a head coach, you know, it is your job to, you know, relay some type of transparency to your players. And I just don't think and I could be wrong, but I just don't think Brian Flores has done that. And that's why I don't think that everyone has really bought in yet to, I guess, the the future plan for the Dolphins as far as from a player's player's perspective. Because me being a former player, one thing I've always respected about, you know, the great coaches that I have had throughout my career is that there's been always a. A great level of transparency as far as honesty. And I just don't feel that Brian Flores has relayed, you know, that message down to the players. Like, listen, we are not a good team. And again, I don't know how Brian Flores can put it because I'm not in his position. You know, I'm not getting paid the money that he's getting paid. But I just think that it's his job to really Stop selling a dream to these players. You know what I mean? Tell these My players. My bad is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to bring that yeah. up. But, just, but, but pretty much tell it how it is because I think the quicker you address the elephant in the room, which is this is a poorly constructed roster, and we are in so many ways trying not to win games so we can acquire two attack of our Tagovailoa. I mean, he doesn't have to say it like that. But the quicker you, like I said, the quicker you address the elephant in the room, I think the quicker a lot more players will buy in to what's going on.
0: Uh, I guess I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I mean if if you're a player and uh-huh. you're told, "Hey, listen, uh this is not the year for us. We're we're, we're rebuilding. We're we're tanking. Um we're we're trying to get to Tugofaro." Well, if you're a player like I, I don't care about t- like if you especially you uh-huh. like, I don't care about Tugo to. I care about you know play I'm I'm you know uh-huh. busting my my life on the line. Correct.
1: But but again, I think if you're a young if you're a younger player, which most which Most of this roster consists of younger players. And I think, you know, as long as you have that transparency, you take it with a grain of salt. Now, again, I'm not expecting the, you know, the Rashad Jones and the Daniel Kilgores and uh, the veterans that, you know, have, let's say, eight years or plus to kind of be on board. Because, again, I get it if they're not, because that's hard to ask, ask a player that's in his eighth, ninth or, you know, 10th year. To be a part of something like this, I, I I get it. But I think if you're a young player and you have that transparency with your head coach, then I think you know, you you, you take it with a grain of salt and you move and and you move forward. In my opinion,
0: I, I since we're in the business of delivering hard truths, we've uh-huh. done so so far today with the Miami Hurricanes. We have to. We're members of the media. We have to tell it like it is. True. And let the people know what is really going on. The Dolphins are going to go oh at sixteen this year. Ooh, you think so? That's pretty in, in you, the bag.
1: You know what? I think they're going to beat Washington. Uh, I, think, I don't know. I think later in the year they're going to beat Cincinnati. Uh, as as crazy as this may sound, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Adam Gates at least once. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I, I think if RG3 started the game for the Ravens last Sunday, I think the score would be the same. I think it would be 59-10. Okay. 50, And because you saw, I mean, Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. had a great day. He had five touchdowns, 17 to 20. And I believe he had five touchdowns and seven starts last year Uh passing. And he gets five touchdowns uh, Mm -hmm. on Sunday. And then RG3 comes in and goes six or six with a touchdown. Yeah. I don't just don't think this defense can stop anybody. I, I think almost like you know, Dan could be quarterback, you know, uh-huh. and we, you and I, you could be back in your old days playing tackle, and then I, I could be out there a tight end and think oh th- tight end, I love it, yeah, and a, maybe maybe you know, probably more of a garner center to be honest, <laughs> but I and I and I think they could get get points on this Dolphins defense right now, and it's just really bad, and like I think you know, I thought going into the season the Dolphins only had about thirteen needs. Okay, let me ask you this
1: question real quick. Sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, go ahead. So, okay, so for me, before this season started, I said that this was at best a five and eleven team, and at worst a four and twelve team. And this was before the tonsil tra- mm-hmm. uh, ton- tonsil it's trade. Tonsil trade. Okay. Now I think at best this is a four and twelve team, mm-hmm. and at the worst a two and fourteen team. How do you feel?
0: I think oh, it's sixteen. Obviously, very likely. <laughs> but best case scenario, okay. absolute best case scenario, two and fourteen. Okay. Best case scenario. Okay. And maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that happens against the Jets against uh-huh. Trevor Simeon, who's there. I mean, maybe it's the Sam Darnold's uh, mono lasts nine weeks. Yeah. And he doesn't play that week nine game against the Dolphins, but or maybe he gets cured, and then gets mono again. I mean, who who knows? Yeah. But I I, I think this defense is so bad. They're gonna, I think they're gonna, on average, give up forty points a game. I mean, they're at 50, they're at fifty nine right now. Uh huh. So if to get back to forty, they'd have to. Uh, they'd have to give up what, like, thir- the th- they'd have to give up 20 points in the next game just to get back to yeah. 20 points a game.
1: Well, I think what makes it, you know, so difficult for us in the media to be positive is that when you look at, you know, the game tomorrow facing New England and then next week going to Dallas and having to play, you know, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. and that defense, you know, mm-hmm. which is known to be good, and then the following week coming back home and then playing, you know, a very good – uh L.A. Chargers defense and, you know, facing a a pass happy, you know, uh, Phillip Rivers. So I just think the first four weeks of the season isn't really I don't want to say it's not a fair indication of how this season may go, but it's just it's tough on us in the media. And again, I'm talking to the people that are listening in the Texas. It's tough on us in the media to be uh, optimistic about this Dolphins team just knowing that the teams they have coming up on their schedule starting tomorrow with the Patriots and then the next week going to Dallas and then coming back home uh, to face the Chargers.
0: Yeah, and it just the, the so many holes on defense. I thought it was a 13 for both offensive defense. Now I feel like it's closer to 20 needs. Uh-huh. I think the only players you can maybe build on for years to come is uh, Xavier Howard? I mean, uh-huh. he didn't get burned a whole lot. I mean, he, yeah. he did have that celebration incompletion yeah. when he had that one incomplete, but they were down twenty-one nothing at the uh-huh. time. But and and maybe Christian Wilkins, but we don't know enough about Jerome Christian Baker. Wilkins. Jerome Baker, you feel like the?
1: Uh. I mean, listen, I, I I only feel that way just because the coaches love him, and yeah, you they know, do. I just I know this, you know, when a coaching staff loves you as a player, I mean, it takes it takes you to play bad for a number of years for them to kind of not love you anymore, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm.
0: And I can, I know Devontae Parker had some moments uh-huh. in that game on Sunday, but I feel like if you get Tua Viola next year, I think you're going to go 0-16 again the following season just because Tua's not going to be able to score 60 points a game. It's not like college.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the problem they're going to have, well, I, <laughs> I, I'm i not going to say 0-16 again the next year, but I, I do know that the percentages are against a rookie quarterback having yeah. a rainy season. So I don't I don't look for them I don't look for them to have a winning season next year if they do acquire uh, two in next year's uh, draft. But I will say this: I think one thing that's going to hurt them is the all the money that they're going to have to spend in free agency because it's going to be hard for them to sell a player on what is taking place currently. Now, again, I'm not trying to say they can't get free agents. I feel like they can, but usually when you're at a state like how the Miami Dolphins are right now. Where you're rebuilding and you and, and you have to convince players to come here and look at the future, then you start to overpay.
0: And the problem, yeah, exactly, you are starting to overpay veterans, Correct. and then in two years you're cutting them at C- and eating like thirty-five million of dead money. Correct. I, they still have dead money from Indama Katsu on this exactly. year's salary cap. Exactly. And Ryan Tannehill.
1: Because the the only the only way guys are going to come here, you know, what I mean, the the good ones is if you give them an offer that they can't refuse. Because a lot of guys, I'm sorry, they don't want to be a part of a rebuild. Again, guys want to get their money but guys want to win at the same time. So guys want their cake and their ice cream. But if, if you're going to take something away, then, of course, a guy's going to be like, listen, if you want me to come here and be a part of this this mess, then, hey, at the end of the day, overpay me.
0: Dan, are we, uh, we're we way over a break, right? We're way, we're way over? I'm enjoying this so much <laughs> I don't even know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're way over. <laughs> All right. I just, we're massively over. Okay, okay. So I'm going to throw a theory out there. Okay. It has to do with both Minka Fitzpatrick uh-huh. and – to uh, Tagovayola they could, they all there's a connection there and it could affect the draft come 2020 and we'll tell you about that theory next
2: collab on, collab on. The they got
1: it. again guys want to get their money but guys want to win at the same time so guys want their cake and their ice cream <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We,
0: you. we got uh, you. So. Uh, we got you on air. We got you on air, Biff. Was, uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was Biff. Biff. He, uh-huh. He's, he's a, got him on air. He's a c- 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 coming in. it climate, bro. You gotta take FAU. <laughs> you gotta take FAU. <laughs> uh, they're playing. At, they're on the road at Ball State. Uh, they're kicking off at 17 minutes on ESPN Plus, And money's been pouring in on FAU. They're two and a half point road favorites. I think the, the money uh, uh, pouring is, is a little exaggerating. It was just it was a two, and now it's a yeah. two and a half. And speaking of money, uh, movement, uh, the Canes are now back to being a forty-one point favorite. Okay. Uh, early at the start of the show, they were a forty and a half point favorite. Uh-huh. They're now back to being a forty-one point favorite okay. over Bethune <laughs> Cookman. And uh, we were talking about the the Dolphins in the last segment, uh-huh. and uh, I threw a theory out. Uh, I told there's a theory uh-huh. out there. It involves Mika Fitzpatrick, and it involves Tua. Okay. First of all, this guy texts in, guys. Do you really think with twelve picks next year and having the number one overall pick? on money to spend. They're going to have a losing season. Again, the, you have 20 needs. You, you, you get eight uh, what? 12, uh, 12, 12 picks. Only four of them are in the top two rounds. So you're, I don't think you're relying on sixth and seventh yeah. round picks to turn the season around. But it's it's just uh, with a rookie quarterback, it's just uh, you, it's assuming you're going to hit every single draft pick. Yeah, just, I mean,
1: okay, for instance, look at Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland last year, with Baker Mayfield, they finished off 7-8-1. and one. And some can argue the fact, well, if they would have played Baker starting from week one, they could have went 9-7. and seven. I mean, listen, you, you, you could play that game, but I don't want to hear it. But, I mean, I think you have to go all the way back to what Mark Sanchez as far as like the last rookie quarterback to really have, you know, success. And And, what happened to him? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, I think most of his success back then was based off of that defense. I mean, they had a very, very strong defense. I mean, listen, that Jets defense was, I mean, they were not playing. So again, to that texter, if you're relying on draft picks to come in as rookies and contribute and contribute well, I mean, to me, you just haven't watched enough of the NFL to know that that's highly unlikely. You know what I mean? And, again, I'm not trying to say Tua is going to play bad, but, I mean, the analytics are against him because, again, he's a rookie quarterback, and rookie quarterbacks just don't have a lot of success their first year as far as taking their team or making their team into a winning team right away.
0: And and I know they bring up the $100 million Uh of uh, money to spend, but – we just talked about that all these overpaid veterans that they've had, like Robert Croy- Quinn, yeah. you know, Adama Katsou, um, you got your Mario Williams, mm-hmm. and and then you end up cutting these guys and eating a bunch of dead money. It's just a big assumption that the Dolphins are just going to spend all this money and hit on every draft pick and be back to glory I, I just yeah. I just can't see it.
1: Same here, I can't.
0: And and by the way, is it's are we sure that Tua Tagovailoa is going to be in the Dolphins? Not because they're not going to have the number one overall pick. Because I throw this theory out there, uh-huh. Rashad, make a Fitzpatrick. Uh Where did he go to school? Alabama. Nick Saban is the head coach in Alabama, and he also head coached the Dolphins, and he left after a couple years. He hated it down here. Mm -hmm. Nick Saban said that Minka Fitzpatrick was like a son to him. It's like his Uh favorite player.
1: Correct. He did. So
0: if he sees how Minka Fitzpatrick is getting uh, treated down uh, down here, and he already wants Uh out after 17 games... What Uh-oh. do you think?
1: So, hold on. Are, so, hold on. Are you saying that you believe or there's a possibility he can pull two attack of Tagovailoa and maybe pull a Eli Manning?
0: Uh, it, 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 it's a possibility. I'm just saying he's going to have Holy word, wow. not, from his, not just from his head coach, Nick Saban, bro, I coached there. You don't uh-huh. want to go down to Miami. And then his former teammate, Minkah Fitzpatrick, is like, bro, they, they don't know how to coach down Man. here. They don't know what they're doing down here. Don't want, don't come to the Dolphins. You'll ruin your career. Listen.
1: Dolphin fans will will be butt hurt, man. They will be <laughs> butt hurt. Oh my! They, hold on, Dan. Could you imagine that if <laughs> if Tua Tagovailoa came out and pulled the Eli Manning, what Eli Manning did to the uh, the the then San Diego Chargers in the 2004 draft? Could you imagine how salty Dolphin fans would be? Ooh! Because how about this? Be, be, because, because we have some Dolphin homers that work in this building, mm-hmm. you know. And you and, and listen, yeah. yeah, and you know a few of them, man. They, listen,
3: they will be salty. How about this, Nick Saban? He's never tried to make a player stay at college a little bit longer to benefit the program either.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't have to declare for the draft. Now we we can't assume we know how he's going to operate. Like if uh-huh. you and I were entering the draft, we're obviously if we have a choice between staying in school and or entering the draft and becoming the number one overall pick and getting uh-huh. about thirty million guaranteed. We're gonna take. We're gonna enter the draft. Correct. But Tua doesn't think the same way we do. Mm-hmm, true. And we, we can't. Well, look, Andrew Luck was a surefire number one overall pick. Carolina said they were gonna take him, but he stayed another year, and then Carolina ended up taking Cam Newton. Correct. And then Luck stayed another year, and still was the number one overall pick. Uh huh. it doesn't always work that way. Leinert was said it was probably gonna be the number one overall pick. Uh-huh. He stayed another year at USC. He ended up going tenth overall. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. We yeah. don't know how that's. I mean, he Correct. Uh, he's had a rough. He had that rough start against uh-huh. uh, Auburn. And but yeah, Herbert. I don't think he would have been first overall, but he would have gone in the top ten. Correct. And he stayed another year. Uh huh. So we can't assume that they're gonna do to make their decision based on what we would do.
1: Correct. Because I know this. I mean, Tua and his family, they are very geared towards education. So I mean, it's very possible, like you said. I mean, he can you know he can say you know what I'm gonna stay an extra year, and you know hey he may want to get another degree if he graduates th- uh, this
3: year. The word is salty salty and yeah
0: now tua now tua his entire family i believe moved from Correct. hawaii to alabama uh-huh now one thing that you know would help tua declare early is that his brother is the backup quarterback in alabama uh-huh. and so if he if he declares early that his brother could start his football college football career in alabama mm-hmm. and everyone these people text in everyone assumes a team who never drafts well is all of a sudden going to hit on every pick and find gems in the sixth round i agree yeah 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 so, I mean, rookie quarterbacks don't fare well. I mean, Kyler Murray did show some nice signs with the, with the Cardinals As in the fourth quarter. I mean, he mm-hmm. wasn't looking good the first yeah. three quarters. How can anyone think a rookie is better than a proven veteran? And someone says, got a couple people saying the two is going to be a bust. I mean,
1: listen, I, <laughs> I hate to make, you know, that type of assumption and throw that word around because you just never know. But, again, I mean – it could happen because I remember being in—I remember being in high school, and I know you remember this too, Robbie, because mm-hmm. we're around the same age. Mm-hmm. Remember the talk around Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf, and how good Ryan Leaf was. Yeah, you know, and some people projected Ryan Leaf to have a much better career than Peyton Manning. But what happened? I mean, they went in the opposite directions.
0: Yeah, and Manning was one. Ryan Leaf was two. Yeah. And, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> completely different. Yeah, it was a two. mess after that. Yeah, for it's, him, Ryan Leaf. Co- I guess the modern day version of that would be—I mean. Greg Oden and Kevin Durant. <laughs>
1: yeah, basketball. NBA, yeah, you're right. Uh huh.
3: Jamarcus Russell was the can't miss kid. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he
1: was. There you go. I like that one, Dan. Yes. I, oh man. To this day, I don't know if people have heard the. Uh, have you heard the 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 Jamarcus uh, Russell story about how they found out he wasn't watching uh film at home?
0: I I knew that. I I heard that he wasn't watching film. Oh, because they would um, what they would they would do it like they did in the movie Draft Day. They would like test him. Uh, they would ask him questions on the film he watched, and he wouldn't be able to answer. Okay, it.
1: so <laughs> I had players that played. I, I knew players that played uh, in uh, Oakland during that time. So his position coach and offensive coordinators would give him CDs. But on these CDs, it was nothing on these CDs. They were yeah. blank, you yeah. know. And they, and they'll tell him like, "Listen, you know, go home and watch these CDs, and tomorrow, you know, uh, come back and let us know, you know, uh, what you watched and you know." Plays you like and plays you don't like and you know, we'll take it from there. And the next day they come in <laughs> and they asked him, Did he watch the uh the the, the, the C D? And he's like, Yeah. And they were like, Okay, so what plays do you like? And you know, he was kinda hesitating and that's when like they kinda figured out, like, he this guy, watch yeah, like this guy's not watching these CDs because there's
0: nothing on these CDs to watch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, they they did this with Bo Callahan in the movie Draft Day. Uh-huh. They uh, and w- what these guys did was they they sent um, all these prospects like a playbook, uh-huh. and on the back of the playbook, there's a hundred dollar bill on it. Uh-huh. And so they they asked these guys, "Hey, did you read the playbook?" Uh-huh. And most of them are like, "Most of them like, oh yeah, I read the playbook." And then if they if they didn't get the hundred dollar bill at the uh-huh. end of it then uh, they 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 get, they get exposed like, oh yeah. you didn't read the playbook but this uh. guy this guy Bo Callahan, he uh-huh. double he doubled down. Not only really did he lie about it and then he's like, Oh yeah, that's a good good joke, a hundred dollar bill, he like doubled down on his lie on top of that. That's <laughs> that was one of the that's how he got exposed of the shady character yeah. The quarterback. Then he fell in the draft. He fell in, like yeah. sixth overall. But that's a movie. But that's j- fiction.
1: But Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, you're right, Dan Day. Yeah, I forgot about Jamarcus, man.
3: He was the can't miss kid. Everything about him is true. Whatever story you heard, like throwing from his knees, seventy five yards, true. Uh-huh. Sipping syrup on his couch, hanging out with Fats Domino. That's all true during when he was <laughs> in the league. Like that guy was. I mean, he was a living legend, but probably for the wrong reasons. Yeah.
0: Someone says. Someone says. When was the last time old gloom and doom, Robbie, had any a positive theory about anything? What do you want me to tell you? The, Dol- the, the Canes are 0-2, and the Dolphins are, are lost 59-10 to in their first game <laughs> in their tanking. What positive do you want me to tell you? I mean, I guess I could tell you that the Canes basketball might come back and make the tournament this year. Ooh, okay. That's about, that's about it. But other than well, that, it's gloom and doom.
1: Well, the only positive I'm looking, NFL primetime. We'll be yes, back with yeah. uh, Chris J- Berman and uh Tom Tommy Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, 730 Man. on ESPN still- Plus. Listen, I used to love that show growing up, mainly because the music. The music was just so iconic. And then, you know, you had the legend Chris Berman doing his, you know, voice impersonations and his nicknames. Yeah. Man, I-
0: yeah. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Yeah. I, miss day. I miss those days. I miss those days. I'm glad those, we get them back tomorrow.
1: Same here, man. But you have to have ESPN Plus, so if you don't have e- ESPN Plus, you won't be able to see it.
0: Well, I mean, you'd be lucky to have ESP, regular ESPN at, if you have DirecTV, but we're lucky we even have that at this moment. That's true. You know, those, I forgot. These, these negotiations going on left <laughs> and right.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. By the way, if
0: you do want to see a good coach, you do want to see Jim Laranega, go to Shakey's Coaching Clinic in Modern Academy, September 28th and 29th. You get to hear from a real coach and the, go, you want to hear something positive? He's got positive things to say and Kate's basketball might be back to the tournament. We'll be back after this.